Welcome to the second episode of the Granting Thoughts podcast. And basically, yeah, this is the second episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed the first one. And there will be some social content coming out soon. I'm not sure how I really want to stylize it to where it's like my own kind of version of how I want to set up my uh, best moments and uh, best takeaways from the segments that I produce on the podcast and stuff like that. So we'll see what comes out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So if you want to see that stuff on social, go follow those places. Uh, but basically, I'm, I wanted to actually add a segment, a new segment already. And the segment's going to be about the news I want to share. The thing that I want to share today is about the drought that's happening in Spain right now. Because it's kind of crazy to think about this. Because like I literally did not know anything about this until today. This is like a serious thing. Like multiple rivers, multiple lakes, and all these and like the water supply in Spain is so low that it's like farmers are like afraid to go out of business completely just because Spain is literally becoming a desert this summer because it is literally the worst drought in like world history basically in Spain not in like you know the world but <laughs> in Spain it's like insane though because uh the one thing that I read about this was the fact that people farmers that were trying to use water to water uh, I think peaches or some type of fruit that they were trying to grow. They were using too much water and the government literally or the police department or whatever you want to call it in Spain, they literally arrested them for using too much water. And like they kind of have to, they kind of have to enforce this these laws because the shortage of water is so bad that they've said that it's like below 40% capacity like that Spain is usually using the water for. Imagine that. Imagine going from 100% to below 40% of your water consumption because it's that bad there like literally you look up pictures of spain right now and literally literal rivers and lakes are literally dried up and it looks like a desert it's like insane but i just thought i would share that because i just thought it was kind of crazy that the things that actually matter aren't ever covered so it's like yeah <laughs> go check that out if you want to see more about that i was just kind of like amazed by that it was like and plus it's like really it's a really bad situation honestly um what was it they also said that individuals have to go usually individuals use 250 liters but they're asking individuals to use only 230 liters which is only a six gallon difference per day i think but it's 60 gallons technically per day that they're supposed to only use which i think that's kind of i think you're able to do that i mean i think i use less than 60 gallons i could be wrong i think i don't use more than 40 but i would be surprised i'm probably i'd probably be very surprised by how much water i waste but i i think that we would all be surprised about how much water we waste but um Next up is going to be the thought of the day. Normally I begin that, but I just want to get the news out in the front of the podcast just because I feel like if I put the news at the end of the podcast or near the end of the podcast, then people who come on for only a little bit won't hear it. So I'm trying to bump it to the front or in the middle somewhere. I don't know. Just let me know, guys, what you think. For this next segment, it's going to be the thought of the day. And this is the thought of the day that I had. The Democrats versus Republicans are really actually just cities versus the rural countryside. Actually, that's kind of true <laughs> because it's like when you look at an election map, at least in the last 20 years, all of the all of the blue is around cities and all the red is literally all states that have to do with like mass amounts of land, mass amounts of farmland in between cities, 
and stuff like that. Like, it's kind of insane to think about that. Think about this. People who've grown up in a city are more likely to vote Democrat just because everyone else votes Democrat or like even vice versa. Like everyone that grows up in rural Pennsylvania or rural Colorado, I could say rural anything, most likely they're going to be a Republican voter. Like that's just insane to think about that. Like our ideological system has come down to actual location, which is really interesting. And it kind of begs the question of how much environment has to do with people's opinions. Because like, for instance, I grew up like around guns and I've learned to respect a gun. I know how to shoot one. I've shot one. I've went hunting before and stuff like that. But it's just the fact that like, because I grew up around that, I see the value that guns have. And I, since I know how to respect them, know how to use them correctly and know how to store them in a safe way away from people. Like I have a totally different outlook on guns versus someone who's never held a gun in their life and are afraid of guns because they don't know anything about guns. And I'm not saying that's like a bad thing, because the thing is, is that we need to start educating people about things that everyone misconceives or has generalizations about. And that can be about any issue, not just, you know, gun restrictions or control or whatever. Next up for this next uh, segment, we're going to go back to no stupid questions on the subreddit, uh, the subreddit, no stupid questions. And I just want to go through these because honestly, no stupid questions is such a great subreddit. I'm probably always going to use it in every, like in every episode, basically. Um, and then I have a new subreddit, which is actually kind of funny because the name of it sounds exactly like true and popular opinions, but it's just called unpopular opinions. But this one is just no stupid questions. This subreddit that I'm reading from, and this is the first one right off the bat. I just got divorced and I want to make a funny thank you card for my lawyers. What would a good joke be so he goes on to say my attorneys were so great through the throughout this crappy time i tried looking for a card i would order for them but they didn't seem to exist so i wanted to print one uh what would be a funny joke to put on it it's fine if it's a little self-deprecating i'm aware that this is a failure in my life all right and then these are some comments and answers to this guy all right so this one i got i got mine a candle for their office the scent was freshly signed divorce papers and then third favorite scent among, among lawyers after overpolished shoe and hundred year old pew. Much like my ex, I hope I never need your services again. The next comment says, "Thank you for ending my marriage. At least you guys stuck with me. Marriage counseling may not have worked, but the counsel for my divorce did." <laughs> They say love is blind, but my lawyers help me see the light. Love is a grand, but divorces enter the cost of your lawyers' fees. <laughs> And it was worth every penny. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not very funny. So that's why I included these people's comments, because I thought those were the funniest comments in that in that in that thread on Reddit. Is it a contradiction to say I have nothing against gay people? I just don't agree with the lifestyle. I would say from like just a plain logistical logic perspective. I would say no. Well, this is the problem. Okay, if you treat gay people, lesbian, transgender, whatever, if you treat anyone from the LGBT community in a negative light because of their lifestyle, that is a contradiction to say that you have nothing against gay people or whatever, and that you don't agree with the lifestyle. And the way you don't agree with it is by being rude and depreciating them as a human. But personally, though, I don't think that it's a contradiction to say that you don't agree with the lifestyle because, for instance, people may agree, disagree with my lifestyle, but that's not a contradiction to say that no, that like, for instance, okay, if you are someone that eats tuna, right, I may not like tuna and I might not agree with it 
and I don't want it in any of my food. But it's not a contradiction to say I have nothing against people who eat tuna. I just don't like tuna. I think I think personally it's like the same thing. The only difference is it just has to deal with sexual orientation and attraction to the same sex. And the reason I say that is because ultimately you may not agree with the way they conduct their life or their lifestyle, whether because of religious reasons, personal reasons or whatever. But I don't think that's a contradiction to necessarily disagree or agree with someone's lifestyle because there's several people, there's several lifestyles that no one would ever agree with, but no one's saying that that's wrong to not agree with them because it's okay not to agree with a person's lifestyle no matter what it is when does it become talking bad about someone behind their back instead of speaking the truth about your experience with someone to another person where is the line drawn so i think that because like a lot of some people get really uptight about gossip and they don't want to be the ones involved in like some type of crazy thing between their friends. They don't want the drama. I'm actually very much like that. But the line that I draw is the fact that if we're talking about someone or a friend or someone I know or they know, and we need to talk about like something that's been bothering us, I think it's good to talk about that person's faults and the things that they might need to address in their life if they want us to support them in their life or if they want to grow as a person and if they're letting you let... If they're letting you and your friend grow as a person, if that makes sense. I think it becomes really bad when your friend, you have an issue with your friend and the other friend that also has that same issue with your guys' friend. Okay, how about this? Well, let's just start with this. Let's say Lucy is really rude in the morning and she says, oh, I can't control it because I'm tired or whatever, right? But Ben and Jake are really annoyed with Lucy always having this excuse in the morning. So they talk about the fact that she's really rude in the morning. That's not necessarily talking behind someone's back. That's just saying the facts that they're just rude in the morning and they're not willing to change. But I do think it becomes toxic when Ben and Jake constantly talk about it and never come up with a solution to talk about it with Lucy or they just constantly talk about it because they have nothing else to talk about. And that's, I think, where the line needs to be drawn. If you're just using it as a talking point just because it's something you have in common with someone, I think that's kind of toxic because that can turn into other things that can turn into lost friendships and that can turn into Lucy feeling distant from them because they're not willing to talk to Lucy about anything because of the, the way that they're constantly talking about her. I think that you need to actually understand people's faults, but if you're constantly talking about them with someone, then you're probably the one at fault in some way, if that makes sense. All right, if I were terminally ill, would I could I buy people's debts and take it to my grave? So personally, I don't really know, so I took some of the comments from this uh, post. So this person says, buying debt is pretty expensive. You typically have to buy tens of thousands of dollars minimum, possibly millions, well, not millions. It depends like how much debt you're, you're buying. Uh, you're buying entire portfolios of debt, not just picking Joe's debt and Cindy's debt because you feel charitable. Okay, you have to... What? That's kind of crazy. Okay, if you buy bulk debt, you can get deep discounts. If you want to buy individual debts, you're going to pay full price in most cases. After you buy it, the debt collectors have no interest. You are buying right to the debt collector. Next comment says, you got collateral question mark. They'll come after your seat after you're gone. Not going to get as much as you think without it. And then the no, then the last comment says, you can, you can as long as the bank is willing to sell it to you. You need 
an awfully large sum of money to buy it from them, though, and they're not going to lend money to someone who's terminally ill. So long answer short, no, you can't take people's debts and take them to your grave if you're terminally ill. It would be nice, <laughs> uh, but no, sadly, no. How do people afford to buy cards? So I kind of saw this and I was like, I don't get why they're asking this. And they're and they like in the um in the original post they were saying like oh it's four hundred fifty dollars a month for like to pay off the car or whatever like why wouldn't it be it's called buying a car it's expensive it's called getting a job it's called getting a job and being responsible with your money like I don't mean to be like rude about it but it's just like if you want a car you have to work for it but yeah overall if you want to get a car get a job and be responsible with your money like don't like of course it's of course it's a big investment of course it feels like it's not worth it at first but it is especially if you use that vehicle as a way to not only use the car for opportunities to make more money but to ultimately use that car to the extent not only to the extent of like you know making extra money and extra side gigs and stuff but it's just the fact that like if you like for instance okay it's like this if you're like in an inner city right and your job is just like a couple blocks away and everything you need is a couple blocks away i would say just save your money as much as you want until you figure out what you want to do with your life I and mean, don't buy a car right away because having a car when everything's a couple blocks away from you where you could just walk to everything, it's kind of pointless because you're going to have to pay for the car, uh, for the registration, for inspections if you live in a state where yearly inspections are required like Pennsylvania, California, New York, and like a bunch of other things. And like obviously maintenance and making sure that everything's properly running and everything is like working on the car perfectly. Um, so the thing is, is that, but if you're like in a rural area, a car is like an asset to every single thing that you do. And same thing if you live in a suburban area, you need to have a car, especially if you're going to go to college. I would say get a car unless the college is like a couple blocks away from you. If, if you like live in the inner city already. Uh, but yeah, long story short, if you want to get a car, work for it. But don't get a car if you can walk to your job. At least that's my opinion. All right, next up. Is bowling the only sport in which people enjoy themselves regardless of skill level? <laughs> okay, listen up. I hate bowling, so don't say that everyone enjoys it. And second of all, yeah, I think everyone else seems like they have a good time. Not me, though. <laughs> all right, next up. Are feminist and gay-friendly countries more likely to be developed? Um, 100%. Like, you don't see a lot of third world countries friendly, at least to gay communities. You never see, like, especially, like, the Middle East, Africa, especially those two areas in the world, they don't really support feminists or the gay community. Communities, or the LGBT community, I guess. But, yeah, I guess it's just the fact that, like, more than likely, it's always going to be a developed country that accepts feminists and LGBT and the LGBT community and stuff like that. Except why do we yawn and why is it why is yawning contagious? So the reason why we yawn is because when we get tired, like our automatic response is to breathe in more air. And since we have to breathe in more air, there's going to be a long exhale. And so it kind of becomes like an automatic thing to where like when you're tired, you start to yawn because you're exhaling a lot of air or sometimes it's like maybe you're breathing too fast before bed if that makes sense i mean you, you aren't conscious of it but like it's just the fact that like 
you'll because after every single time at least after every single time i yawn at least i always breathe in really really slow after i yawn because you're exhaling a lot of air and so i think that it's like your body de-stressing itself because it's getting tired and then the reason why yawning is contagious is because i think it's like some type of like psychological thing when people see people yawn if they yawn that means like they are emotionally attached to that person but at the same time i think it also is just a thing i mean personally i don't i don't ever get i don't ever yawn because someone else yawns it's been very few times that i've yawned because someone else yawns so i don't think there's an actual science connected to it and next up we're going to go to the unpopular opinion the unpopular opinion subreddit and this one is like the true and popular opinion subreddit, but the only difference is, is that it's an actual unpopular opinion <laughs> uh, because the other one's like opinions that a lot of us actually have, but no one says out loud. But this one is like stuff that actually like I get mad about when I read it. <laughs> All right, next up. So this person says not talking to about your exes while in a relationship is stupid. Uh, so this person writes, we're adults, not talking to your exes and stuff. The experience with them is like pretending you've never been in a relationship before. They are the past, of course, but they also been a part of your life. If someone got stories to tell that involve their ex partner, partner, partners, it doesn't automatically mean that they can't, that they aren't over them. They simply want to share something from their life, either to open up or tell a fun or weird story. Stop acting like a teenager and accept that people had lives before you came around. I actually agree with that completely. Yeah. But I think that, okay, like when you get into a relationship, communication is key. So if you aren't upfront and totally honest with your new partner or your new potential partner, I think that's a big red flag if you want to keep that from them or if you don't want to talk about it. Like even if you're at fault, you should be willing to actually talk about your faults or the fact that you aren't perfect or the fact that what you've been through and even the other thing of the fact that like it's okay to talk about the past like I feel like people just think oh it's in the past who cares but I think it's actually good to actually have that honest communication about the past and the people that you've been a part of all right next up the chemistry of smell in attraction is underrated yeah I agree with that because it's like just because someone smells good or just because someone generally has a good scent about them doesn't mean you're attracted to them. There's people I know every single day, they have a good scent or they have a good like smell or whatever, but it doesn't mean I'm attracted to them. Like, I guess, I guess that's the point. Like people push these ideas, not what they mean. Like for instance, like this whole thing that people talk about, like, oh, like the first sense of attraction is smell. In some cases, yes, I think that is true that it's like one of the first things, but it's like if I smell someone that's really, really good, let's say I have a blindfold on, right? I have a blindfold on. I smell someone in front of me. They smell really, really good. And I take the blindfold off and let's just say like, obviously, I'm not trying to attack ugly people or anything when I say this, the ugliest person you've ever seen you're going to be kind of taken aback. You're like, whoa, you smelled like this, but you look like this. I do think that that has something to do with it, but it's just the fact that you're not going to be attracted to that person because your secondary sense, the eyes, well, actually, I don't know. I feel like your secondary, no, the secondary sense is definitely smell or hearing. 
because like personally, I think the first sense is either touch or sight. And the reason I say touch or sight is because if you're blind, then it's touch <laughs> or hearing. Uh, but if you aren't blind, obviously, uh, I think sight is the first sense used because light travels faster than sound, obviously. So you're going to see something before you hear that thing happening. And plus, when it comes to smell, I think it's just all tied up in one. Like, it isn't just separated into different categories like, oh, this does this, this does this, this does this. Like, in order to be attracted to someone, I feel like there has to be, like, a conglomeration of all the senses being used in the right way. And that comes with the person's preferences and, like, what they see what they see is attractive. I think it's a overrated. The chemistry of smell and attraction. All right, juries are a really bad way of implementing the law. This is like literally one of the most stupidest comments I've ever seen heard of. Because the whole idea of a jury is to have an unbiased selection of people to judge as to whether someone's guilty or innocent. Because let's say you had a bond. Okay, like this is just a case, right? Let's say you had someone that stole a person's cow. Okay. And in that town, they have like a whole thing about cows, right? And because everyone's so uh, overprotective over their cows, it would be a bad thing to have a jury filled with people who are emotionally connected to cows. So you're going to get people who aren't, who don't like they care about cows but they don't really care if that makes sense like they don't have any emotional connection with cows so they're going to get people who are unbiased to listen to the case and determine as to whether the person being judged is actually guilty of stealing a cow and the reason i say that the cow represents the crime okay and the cow can represent the cow also represents how certain people feel about that crime so like for instance Let's say someone in your family did something wrong. This is why they do not have family members on juries, because if they had the family member on a jury, depending on whether they hate them or not, they would either, one, try to declare that they're innocent because they're family, so they don't really care whether they're innocent or not. They just don't want them, them to see to them go to jail. Or they're going to make sure that they are charged and that they're guilty because they hate them so much. So it just depends. But it's just the fact that if you have an unbiased group of people who have never met you in their entire life come up to up and judge as to whether you're guilty or innocent, that's more of a that's a better way of justice rather than having a room full of um, you know, biased people. But it's just the fact of like you can't have a whole case depending on the case, obviously, because like some things are just stupid and can be decided by one person, a judge or whatever. But it's just the fact that you can't have a judge decide everything. The judge is only, well, not only there, but the judge is there to obviously, obviously judge, but they're there to carry out the law and interpret the law and to ultimately carry it out in their duty. They're not supposed to have all the answers, if that makes sense. And that's why you have a jury. So that you have a fresh set of ears, eyes, and common sense that's applied to the story that to that comes into an unbiased situation, if that makes sense. And that's why juries are actually a great way of implementing the law. 
Um, so yeah. Next up, Destiny 1 is better than Destiny 2. I agree because I literally got so bored with Destiny 2 that I stopped playing like really fast. Like I literally just like did the first few thing, like first few like missions, like I think the first 10 or something. And I just stopped. I just thought it was boring. Destiny 1 100% is better than Destiny 2. I agree with it. All right. Next up, if you don't like South Park, it's because you're in denial of how crappy humans are and don't want to be shown the truth. So I think this, I think that what they're saying is right, because it's like, if you feel like, because like South Park is definitely really inappropriate and it's like, (laughs) it's definitely something that is like really crass, one of the most crass things ever, but it's just the fact that (laughs) it's funny because it's true um the way the characters are represented represented not only the characters but like even the celebrities that are represented in the show it's like true about the fact of how crappy people and human nature is and me and my wife enjoy it me and my wife watch it so but i would also say like is the fact that like it is comedy but it's not like comedy that you think of like oh there's the punchline there's the joke ha 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 it's kind of like everyday life but in in and in a very absurd way. But it's like perfect because it's like it literally feels like real life. It just feels like a monotonous day. But it it's just funny the way it's delivered. And if you don't like dry or dark humor, then don't watch it <laughs> because it's like amazing. Um, next up, looking for a new job is pretty fun slash exciting. I agree with that. I think it's fun when like, okay, it's not fun when you are struggling financially and you're like, I need a job so I can pay and live till on this earth (laughs) um but if you're like financially set but you're just looking for an occupation or vocation i think it would be a fun or exciting thing to actually go and find like a new job a new place a new uh area i guess to you know either use your existing skills or learn new skills i mean i think the whole uh, the job hunting process, I think, is the funnest part compared to like actually getting into the job <laughs> because the getting into the job can be awkward or like annoying because you have to learn everything depending on like what it is. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, I agree. Classical music is way better than modern music. I agree with this because most modern music is actually based on and inspired from classical music. But yeah, I think classical music has a lot more differentiation compared to modern music because modern music is like verse chorus verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus chorus end you know like it's just like it's like literally the same thing copy paste a hundred times over the only difference is is the tune the instruments used whatever you know or and, and the words but i think i think people should push themselves and there shouldn't be a standard if that makes sense like who cares about these big record label companies people get ripped off by them anyway the reality is, yes, classical music is way better than modern music. It also makes you feel more peaceful and it focuses you almost. I don't know. That's just me, though. I don't like love songs, but I don't think a majority of songs should be about love. Um, I agree because, like, I guess it's, uh, it's just the fact that, like, a lot of love songs are the same. We get it. He or she broke your heart. Now you're sad. Now you want revenge. Good for you. Like, it's kind of like repeated over and over again i think that a good love song is good but i think it needs to be like an original part or original song or original lyrics about that love experience it can't be like the same kind of feeling over and over again in the same form i guess but 
dining etiquette is the dumbest thing to put someone to learn um yes it is because it's like let me eat i'm not going to abide by your stupid rules <laughs> i'm so glad i didn't grow up rich <laughs> or in or in a royal family of any kind because that would be the worst like you'd be pressured to learn that you would have to learn that just because people are dumb and I don't know. It's just stupid. I agree, though. It's the dumbest thing. There's no need for air condition to be on a high setting or for any room to be below 65 degrees. I disagree. I like my rooms really, really cold. And it may or may not give me a sore throat in the morning half the time. But hey, at least I feel comfy. All right. Dolby Atmos, uh, which is the company about for like movie theaters and sound equipment and like you know, home theater sound equipment <laughs> or that's like the company brand that's on the side of it that says, oh, Dolby Atmos surround sound 5.1 stereo surround sound, whatever uh, is just another marketing gimmick that no one should care about in the consumer grade electronics. So this is the thing. The you are paying for like a name brand and Dolby Atmos would be that because people grew up going to the theater seeing Dolby Atmos or like whatever kind of uh most it was mostly just Dolby Atmos but it's like a marketing thing to where it's like oh you grew up in the theater with this name being sponsored before the movie and basically you're going to buy this speaker for your house because oh you're like oh that's from a movie that's a that's a company that made speakers for a movie theater I'm going to use it but it's just the fact that when it says Dolby Atmos 5.0 0.1 stereo surround sound like the 5.1 is talking about 5.1 audio tracks that's used in surround sound so like um and granted i didn't go to school for audio engineering but i went to school for video but i took a few classes in audio so i kind of know what i'm talking about sort of but i wouldn't be able to you know produce <laughs> a lot i wouldn't be able to produce surround sound but it's just the fact that 5.1 is a type of audio track that you can use to use for surround sound to where like if you want someone to hear like a booming sound from the from a back speaker in the movie theater or if someone at has a home theater setup then that sound will be behind them in the speaker or in the sub in front of them or like for instance if you want a sound coming in from the left or the right like a bullet coming crossed or something like that or the sound of a bullet coming across then it'll be like oh we're going to have the sound come in through this speaker and then it comes out through the other side or whatever you know it's just the fact that it's like it is a marketing gimmick but there is a purpose in it because it's like if you have the whole home theater set up there's a huge difference compared to just having one speaker in front or uh, just one singular speaker using speaker phone in public isn't rude or inconsiderate i disagree well it depends because like sometimes i do use it in public and that's only when if people are far from me because i think it's really rude when people do it nearby people so yeah don't do it it's just dumb unless you're like older and you're hard of hearing you can't really hear um the regular volume on the phone i understand but if you're like in your 20s 30s 40s i'm sorry you're just really rude and inconsiderate <laughs> of everyone around you when you're <laughs> when you're on a speakerphone it's literally you're literally the worst <laughs> not actually but you know what i mean telling someone to use their common sense also doesn't make sense that's true because people could be have a different sense of what common sense actually means. So it's like you have to ex I think you have to explain 
And like, you can't always explain this is okay. And I think this comes from the fact of like people online telling people use your common sense. Like think about the reality of what you're saying. Like, no, that isn't going to make them automatically just be like, Oh my gosh, you're right. I'm going to start using my common sense because their common sense is different with the common sense that they grew up with or you grew up with. So it's just the fact of like, don't tell someone to use common sense if they don't know the perspective that you're talking from if that makes sense. So people who leave cinemas halfway through your film are overdramatic. That's not true. There was one instance where I did this and I was like, and this is the reason why it's not overdramatic or just dumb to do because I paid money to see a movie and I had an expectation of it, it at least being decent. I'm not going to sit there the entire movie because I'm not enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like, I have free will. I'm going to leave the theater if it's going to, if it's not going to supersede my, (sighs) I'm going to leave a film if it's going to be literally the worst. And if I don't want to be there, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's over dramatic. I think that's sensible because it's like, if people are really like, Oh, do what you want and love what you love, what you do. Like, I'm not going to sit through a movie. I'm hating, even though I paid for it. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I think it's, like I think about that often I think I'm like well it would have been nice not to use the money I wish I would have known more about the movie before I went and saw it by the way by the way it was walking chaos worst movie ever uh the only movie that is just as bad is echo to earth that was a terrible movie too and it's not really because of the acting in walking chaos it was just the fact that it was just a stupid idea and it was actually the stupid idea. This is the thing, though. The stupid idea was actually implemented well. And I think Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, everyone did a great job in that movie. But it was just dumb. I'm sorry. The dumb idea was implemented well, but it was just dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, the whole premise of the film didn't make sense, any sense to me. And I just kind of got sick of it. And I just walked out in the first like 20 minutes or so. And it's just I, to me, it was just really dumb. Um, but yeah, so I don't think it's ever dramatic because that's the only movie I've ever walked out on. Like I've seen some really mediocre movies, but I've never walked out on them. But I think it's just because walking chaos. And I think it's because that night I was, I was really upset because I wanted to see a certain movie, but it was all sold out. So instead me and my friends, uh, and, uh, fiance at the time, we went and saw walking chaos instead because the other theater was filled up. And I think I think since I was already upset, I think I was just like really sick of the fact that I won't I'm I, I'm wasting my time on this stupid movie and now I hate it. So I might as well leave sports commentary needs to die out or at least have the mute option. I think that there should be a mute option. Uh, I don't know how they would do that specifically. I think that they would just have it like on a separate like channel or a separate station or something like that. But I agree because like half the and like I'm not a sports guy. Right. But. I will say this. Every time that I have watched sports, I feel like the narrators are always talking about something off topic, like completely. At least, okay, I feel like 10 years ago, I always noticed that commentators were like constantly like talking about the game and what's happening right there and then. But like I literally watched a basket. Don't ask me who who they were and who was like going against each other. But it's just the fact that like I was watching this basketball game recently at Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. And it was just like what are they talking about? It was just like, they were talking about like some dude and like their neighbor did this or that, or 
I don't know. It was just dumb, but it was just like stuff that was irrelevant to the game or what was happening. But yeah, I kind of agree with that. At least with the mute option, that would be kind of nice. If gambling is so addictive and destructive to oneself, then sport leagues like the NBA shouldn't hold advertisements for places like DraftKings, nor football leagues should hold advertisements for places like Bet365. It's kind of hypocritical. Um, I agree with that, and I think anyone agrees with that, but it's just because it's all about money. It's not about, like, for instance, if someone's going to pay, like, millions of dollars for a commercial spot or a few thousand or like hundreds of thousands for a commercial spot. Why wouldn't you take the money? Like I get like, if you're a nonprofit and you're advertising gambling, yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of weird, but it's like the NBA has no moral obligation to like one's moral compass, if that makes sense. So it's like, it's just about money. Henry Cavill is not a good actor and only gets praised because he's into nerd culture. Eh, I don't know what to think about that. I think you're being a little harsh on him because it's like, it's just the fact that like a lot of some actors, they play one specific character because that's their strong suit. Like they play that kind of character because that's their strong suit. I don't think necessarily it's because he's not a bad act. He's a good actor or a bad actor. It's just about the fact that like he's given roles that are very similar in almost everything he plays because he has a strength with that. Don't underestimate actors they're kind of crazy like they're not not crazy like lunatic i mean i mean just like don't underestimate actors and stuff because it seems easy but it isn't it really isn't there's they have to be really disciplined people to act well if that makes sense i like when dogs bark at night it makes me actually sleep peacefully i feel protected and safe in a way it makes me feel not alone i actually agree i think okay there's sometimes dogs are just annoying and I don't want to hear them while I'm going to sleep. But actually, I think that's kind of true. I think it's like a nostalgic kind of feeling, at least in my opinion, too. I agree. I don't want anyone to bag my groceries. So I disagree with that. Sometimes I actually think about taking crutches into Giant or Walmart or wherever I'm shopping and just pretending I'm like temporarily disabled so that people bag my groceries because I get sick and tired of going and bagging my own groceries and then the self-checkout lane screaming at me oh don't lift your items up grant you're an idiot why would you do that oh no he's stealing like it's just so stupid like someone like especially a giant it's like if i move the stupid milk in the bag slightly to the left so i could put the stupid hamburger meat into the next bag uh-oh suddenly it's like oh no he's trying to steal the hamburger meat or the milk we must stop him like, it's just so stupid. I want people to bag my stupid groceries. Like, people just need to start hiring more people. I don't care if they're bad workers, because your little store is crap anyway. So it's just the fact of, like, have people bag my stupid groceries, because I'm pretty sure anything you're doing is not worth the time compared to the customer service I need. Thank you very much. Unless it's already at a professional level, giving others the output of your hobbies is narcissistic. Uh, I would say... It can be if it's like frequent and you take no criticism or you think you're constantly amazing or you critique other people's work constantly. But I don't think that's narcissistic because it's like I'm doing this podcast, but I'm not a professional. I wouldn't say I'm a professional. So it's like I'm not narcissistic just because I'm trying to make a podcast. Like, I don't think he knows what he's saying. All right. Next up, podcasts that have more than two people involved involved are not good. I actually think that's kind of true. Unless you have the video involved, if it's more than two people, it gets confusing and you don't know who's talking. <laughs> at least 
like at least when I've listened to podcasts that have more than two guests or hosts, like unless there's a video, it's really hard to follow. And second of all, I think it gets off track really easily. And third of all, I think it can be really annoying because normally those kind of podcasts are like, look at us. We're like frat boys. Like we're so cool. Like look at us. I don't know. It's just exhausting, I guess. All right. Next up is the next segment. Question of the day. Do cats have emotions? Yes, they do. As much as people say they spawn a Satan, they are actually really loving. And if you give a cat a chance, they are literally, I think they're actually just as caring. The thing, okay, this is the thing. Just because dogs are constantly with humans doesn't mean that they're more caring. I think it's just the fact that cats have their own personality because they don't feel like they're a slave to their humans. I feel like dogs have this like dumb mentality where they like, they must worship the master <laughs> almost. Um, and I feel like dogs get annoying because of that, because it's like, I want my own space, too. So I'm going to get a cat because the cat's going to want its own space, too. So it's like perfect. And then when we want to see each other, it'll come over and then I can pet it. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like dogs are too jumpy sometimes. What's something you have really regret paying for? So first of all, that stupid movie that I went to see, Walking Chaos, I regret paying for that, even though it was like only five bucks a ticket because it was a really good deal night. But yeah, I regret paying for that. And once I once I accidentally got into a scam and I paid $200 for a laptop I never got. But instead of a laptop, I got a vacuum in the mail. And yes, this was through Facebook market, so I shouldn't have trusted it. But I got a vacuum, and so I gave it to my mom as a gift. Because oh, what am I going to do with the hand vacuum at the time because I wasn't married at the time. So I was like, well, here you go, mom. All right. Which superpower is the best and why? So personally, I think invisibility or flight is the best because with invisibility, you can get past anyone and do anything you want and really honestly learn as much as you want because you'll be able to hear everyone's conversations, obviously, because you're invisible. Um, and with flying, I just think it would be cool to just fly on your, on my own without the help of a machine or plane or something like that. All right. What celebrity voice do you like to imitate? Jar Jar Binks. I like, yeah, I, I can do Jar Jar Binks interpretation, not interpretation, imitation. Uh, and I won't do it unless people, someone on the podcast actually asks for it. So (laughs) yeah. So if you want to hear my Jar Jar Binks and imitation, say so i guess or dm me on instagram through the granting thoughts podcast uh instagram but yeah (laughs) all right next up next segment advice of the day do what you love and try to find a job so you can do that thing all day long and the reason i say this is because i feel like i've been able to kind of do that because i've always loved video production I've always loved trying to make videos and all these other things when I was in high school. Um, And so I just really wanted to find a job or something where I could do that all day long, whether it be editing, whether it be actually producing it, whether it be directing, whatever. I don't really care what I do, just as long as I'm making a video or helping making a video. And so, yeah, I think that people should actually try to find something they really love and try to find a vocation or an occupation in it. Because I think that people would be a lot more happier if they actually did something they enjoy 
Um, and obviously, you know, work's work. So like some days you're not going to be want to go to work. It doesn't matter how much you love the thing, but it's just the fact that like, I feel like people would be at least feel like they have some type of purpose in their life. All right. So for the quiz slash poll reveal. All right. So on this poll, I put walk on glass or walk on nails and 64% of people said walk on broken glass and 36% said walk on nails. So that's kind of interesting. I've done the first one, walk on glass, <laughs> before uh, because I accidentally knocked a big, huge, like, glass pickle jar over. It was empty, but uh, it was like this empty, pick- huge, huge, like, gla- old glass pickle jar. Uh, I went to jump over it while it was falling when I knocked it over, but it broke and I landed on top of the glass and cut my, what is it? My left foot. I have to feel for it. I don't remember which one it was. My left foot. I had to get like 22 stitches in it in the bottom of the heel. It was like the worst ever. Um, yeah, I literally jumped onto glass. So, I mean, obviously it was painful and I bled everywhere, (laughs) but it's not like it was the worst thing ever. Like, I didn't cry or anything, even though I was, like, 14 at the time or something, 15. I don't remember. But it's just the fact that, like, I didn't cry, and I don't think it was that bad, so I'd probably choose glass to walk on personally, just like the 64% people. But at the same time, if the nails are, like, really, really close together, I think you could distribute your weight on them, and you could actually walk across without any trouble. So it just depends. All right, then, for the next segment, This Day in History... First Academy Awards ceremony in 1929, the jazz singer, one of the first talkies or movie with dialogue and sound, was disqualified for Best Picture because the Academy thought that it was unfair to let movies with sound compete with silent films. And so Wings, directed by William Wellman, won Best Picture in the first Academy Awards ceremony. I haven't seen either of those movies But yeah, so that's the first ever movie to win Best Picture. It's called Wings, directed by William Wellman. So go see what it's like and let me know. I'm going to go see what it's like, too. Uh, Next up is just the Q&A section. And again, since this is just still the beginning of my podcast, there isn't a lot of like questions coming in from fans and uh, just people who listen in. I'm not going to say fans because my goal isn't to make a huge thing where like, oh, my gosh, he has like 20,000 or not 20,000, but like 200,000 like followers and millions of people want to know him. Like, that's not my goal. But it's just the fact that like, I just want community engagement and just like people to just ask questions or just, you know, whatever. I don't care what we talk about. (laughs) But yeah, so just send in a question through our socials. It's most of our socials are granting underscore thoughts, or I think a Twitter is just granting thought. Yeah, granting thought. No S at the end, though. So hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, we'll be out with a new podcast by the end of the week, because that's the plan, at least. I guess the plan is like uh, have a podcast in the middle of the week and then have a podcast on the weekend. I don't know. Something like that. But we'll see in the future what the future holds. Uh, we'll see how much uh, content I'll be able to make in terms of like social content, because I, I mean, I won't have to update you guys you'll just see it if you follow the socials um but yeah so thanks for listening in guys and i hope to hear from you and just interact i don't know just say whatever you want to say no matter what kind of questions whatever have a great well night i'm right now i'm like doing this at night but (laughs) anyway guys and so guys thank you for listening stay tuned for some more content this is the granting thoughts podcast 
Thank you again for listening in. Goodbye.